everybody. I hope that you're doing well. Lots of things happening in the world these days. So hopefully this episode will serve you as a 15 minutes of distraction. My name is Anna Zugeri and if we haven't met yet, I'm just a basic girl with a little extra. My hope is that by sharing my so basic stories, you get a little, you know, extra inspiration, extra encouragement, or an extra laugh. Come on in. Hey, mi casa es su casa. You know where I live. Just come by whenever you want to. My door is always open. These are some things I've said to people. But did I really mean them? Did they know I meant them? Today, I want to share my basic experience about invitations. I have been reflecting on that because I've learned that invitations are kind of a big deal and I used to think of them very lightly. They are important, especially nowadays, with so much division and fear to gather. Some of my friends have said to me, you are the hostess with the mostest. And I carry that title with such an honor. But as I share my basic story today, I hope for a little extra. I want to believe that they're not just saying that because I love to go all out when I have guests, but also because they feel welcome. I am a big fan of all things Bob Goff, his books, his videos, and his podcast. In his book, Dream Big, he tells a story about the word welcome and how the meaning of the word changed for him when he traveled to the other side of the world. I related a lot to his little story. He basically said that he grew up hearing his mom saying, you're welcome, every time he forgot to say thank you. Sounds much like my mom. <laughs> okay, it sounds much like me now. I do say that not only to my daughters, but to every other uh, person that forgets to say thank you. <laughs> Then he goes to say that in the country he was visiting, they greet him with, you are welcome. And that is when the meaning changed for him. Oh, the power of words, right? I also heard him say in one of his podcasts that one thing is to be invited, but it's more powerful to feel welcome. Ouch. That was the comment that made me reflect on my own way to invite and make guests feel welcome. I have and own very much my sanguine temperament. You know, the kind that speaks the language of fun and people. I love to talk. I love parties. I love being the one that attends to everybody. The one that comes up with the fun games and gets credit of all. Don't believe me. Listen to this. Now that my daughters are older, they're not so much anymore for choosing a theme for their birthday parties. But that was one of my favorite things to do when they were little. Up to the year before COVID, they both had theme parties every year. Yes, even my oldest. When she turned 18, the theme party was a waffle bar brunch. I did extravagant things such as throwing a Hawaiian theme party for one of the girls. We hired a clown who delivered a super fun show, decorated the entire backyard, and had tons of food themed related. We had about 45 guests. Mind you, this was my daughter's second birthday. So, can you imagine the third? Yep, I did it again. A beautiful birthday where I hired a photographer, rented a party hall, a balloon artist, and catered the food. 
Yes, we went all out. You would think that was a little extra, but wait. For my youngest, I hired ponies at one time. Got hay bales and a little fence put up for a photo booth and spent hours making stick horses for each one of the guests. And on her sixth birthday, Elsa came to celebrate her birthday. Yep, there was the, that was the year when Frozen was all over the place. As extravagant as this may sound, those were fun and great memories, I hope, for my girls and for the people that joined us. But I also remember all the super hard work and money I put into those parties. I used to prepare things weeks in advance. I would do it all by myself, which created a tremendous amount of stress. During the party, I would go around refilling beverages and checking that everyone had enough food. Organizing the games and doing quick cleanup after each activity because, you know, I had a schedule and we had to follow it. <laughs> I was a little bit of a freak. At the end, I would find this wonderful satisfaction, you know, that everything went just fine and according to my schedule. It was great, but I wonder if in my freakish mode, anyone would have ever felt invited but not welcome. Have you ever thought about that? A few weeks ago, I had a conversation with my husband about this. And there was lessons <laughs> to be learned on that. I felt a little hurt. We had a spontaneous gathering at my house. Even though I love gatherings, we just had come back from a long getaway. So my pantry and my fridge were very basic. So I was like, wait, what am I going to serve? Do I have drinks? Dessert? What is the menu going to look like? I don't have matching plates and spoons and napkins. To what he said, just relax. We'll serve whatever. We in just enjoy the moment. That was lesson one. <laughs> Everyone brought something that didn't really go with anything. We had pasta, carnita tacos, and Chinese lo mein and a fabulous carrot cake. We had a great time. I pull out the paper plates, the mismatching plastic tablecloths, and we were all laughing and having fun. Until I found out the next weekend that one of my brothers was not told about the impromptu gathering the weekend before. I noticed his absence that day, but it wasn't until later that night that I asked my mom, and she said, I assume he was busy, so I didn't tell him. And I thought, oh well, he knows he doesn't need an invitation. But the truth is, he wasn't invited. Here comes my lesson number two. Because of my temperament language, I tend to think everyone thinks like me. <laughs> Big mistake. I was like, what is he talking about? He does not need an invitation. He can come whenever. To what my husband said, well... If it was me, I would not show up anywhere if I'm not personally invited. I wouldn't feel welcome. Wow, that hit me. What is not a big deal for me can be a huge deal for others. And as much as I care about the details, I should care about the people. I should make sure an invitation is as welcoming as a clean house. The following weekend, we gathered again for my daughter's birthday, and I made sure I invited everyone. My extra story today is inspired by my last guests. 
my nieces, they came from Mexico to spend the summer here at my mom's house. These are the daughters of my cousin, a dear one that I grew up with but haven't seen or talked in five years. I barely knew these girls. Kind of felt a little awkward. These two sisters are 10 years apart and they don't speak English very well. But I invited them to spend a few days in my house. It was a bit challenging because Emma started school and my husband is back at the office and you know, the language barrier. But um, I, uh, their, stay, their stay was planned for Monday and Tuesday. But because of that conversation that I just had had with my husband, I spent these two days with them. I postponed everything I had to do. Parenthesis here, that's why there was no podcast last Tuesday. <laughs> but because of the conversation I had with the hubby about being invited and welcome, I set out to get to know them, love them, and share with them as much as I could. I learned so much about them, reconnected with their mom, laugh a lot and cry a little bit and discover a few things about my family dynamics. Now we have a relationship to nurture and be intentional about keeping our family engaged and visit more often. I can tell you not being so worried about the food, entertaining them or how organized my closets were to give them a house tour was good experience for me. When they left, the oldest one left each one of us a thank you note. She went the extra mile when she wrote it in English for my husband and my daughter. One of the most beautiful thank you notes I've ever gotten. To me, that basic way to host left me an extra feeling of being the mostest. I can't help to relate to the Mary and Martha story in the Bible. I am definitely a Martha. <laughs> Worried about all things rather than sitting at the feet of Jesus when he's offering me to do so. I believe that is my basic challenge to stop being such a Martha and be more like Mary. Allowing myself to welcome people as much as I invite them. How do you invite people? Where do you invite them to? How do you feel when you're invited? Is there a place you always feel welcome? Get this. Beth Guggenberger sharing one of her sermons that in the Hebrew language, God's people original language, the word coincidence does not exist. Wait, what? There is no translation for this word because there is not such thing. Everything God does is intentional. That was just a little nugget of wow. <laughs> and because I want to share this coincidence since I've been thinking about invitations and welcomings in the last few weeks. So I visited church for the first time two weeks ago. I couldn't remember what time the service was so I googled it rather than going to their website and the comments results said it was at 10.30. It wasn't. I got there at 10.25 thinking I was early. I got out of the car because I saw a bunch of cars there and I thought it was too quiet. There was a gentleman in the parking lot. I asked him, oh, oh, was the service at 10? And he said, yes, but God is never late and he has something to say to you. So walk in there. I felt invited and welcome. 
I walk right on time to catch the message, which again was coincidentally a subject I needed to hear. I got out and wanted to ask about the children's ministry. The lady that I talked to was so sweet. I mentioned it, it was my first time there, and she gave me a cute little bag. The bag had a nice keychain that read, I am a man of God. And a super cute measuring spoon set with a tag that read, God's immeasurable love, a devotional, and a schedule. I left the church feeling invited, even though no one invited me. I felt welcome, even though no one knew me. And feeling loved, even though I thought I missed the message. So in my basic reflection of this situation, I came up with these five extra thoughts. So here we go. Number one, when you open your house, make sure you open your heart as well. Number two, God is in the details, so focus on the welcoming part. Number three, inviting someone is an expression of love, so be intentional when you do so. Don't say it if you don't mean it. Number four, don't miss the opportunity to share Jesus by welcoming people. And number five, inviting someone is a way to love Jesus, obey Jesus, and tell everyone about him. I would love to hear from you. Do you identify more with Mary or Martha? Check out my website, faith52.com to connect with me or send me a direct message here on Instagram or Facebook. I hope and pray that my basic stories have served you well. And before I go, I want to invite you to check out the book Merry Morning Martha Day by Pam Lilly. It has been very helpful to me. And as I think of myself as a Martha that needs to be more like a Mary, I will place the link in the show notes. Super easy read and practical guide to be more at the feet of Jesus. Thank you for listening and until next time.